Like family. Business owners, real estate agents, are you looking for an experienced, proven, and locally owned partner in central Iowa for your commercial construction needs? Make it Roshan Corporation. Roshan Corporation will guide you through options to make your dreams a reality. Roshan, your general contractor who can build anything from small tenant improvement spaces to large-scale design-build projects. It's Roshan Corporation. Online at RoshanIA.com. If you can dream it, we can build it. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Music means Bama Bob is going to join us here momentarily. Bottom of the hour, Dave Sproul, K-A-S-I in Ames. Look, folks, this year has been tough. Food security has grown considerably. And sadly, the need isn't going away soon. Food Bank of Iowa is working to make sure all Iowa families have enough to eat. You can help. Every dollar every dollar donated creates up to four meals. Learn more at iowafoodbank.org. Well, what did we learn this past weekend in college football? We know that throwing a shoe is against the rules. Can't do that, as Florida found out the hard way. What an unbelievable ending to that football game. Nuts. That's why college football is the best. It truly is. Just when you think you've seen everything, wham, something comes off. Bammy, as you've seen a kid throw a shoe before and cost his team a spot potentially... Uh, well, we don't know how it was going to turn out. I mean, I think Florida's going to get absolutely boat raced this week. But, boy, oh, boy, what a crazy ending to that LSU game. Yeah, that was kind of nuts on a lot of levels. Um, you, you know, first of all, why, how was LSU even in that game? That that was really the... Brad Johnson's the kid? Big, yeah. I mean, Maybe? he was good. Yeah. But I, it, it, look, Todd Grantham's going to be on the unemployment line <laughs> soon. I mean, yeah. that, that defense is just, they just haven't gotten better all year. Um, you contrast that to, to Alabama, who struggled against Ole Miss mightily, and then obviously the really the first half of the Georgia game. But whatever happened at halftime of that Georgia game, I, I guess they simplified it. I don't know. Somebody else took over. I don't know what it is, but Alabama's gotten steadily better, and Florida just hasn't. Um, there's no way. I mean, that, that team, you, you saw what? they did against Alabama last week. And to be hanging around in that game defensively, Kyle Trask was not good in that no. game either. And I I know Pitts didn't play. And I was kind of arguing with some of my Florida buddies that I went to high school with. I think if Pitts plays, they win. But the bigger issue is, is you know, the talking point, of course, is the shoe. Um and to answer your question, I guess no, I haven't seen that. I might, I can't recall seeing the penalty, but certainly not in a position to where that game is pretty much over if he doesn't do that, yeah. or you know, and if and just the stakes of it. Now, you know, maybe they lose to Alabama anyway, but now even if they win, I'm not sure they get in. There's going to be a, there, there's going to be a huge debate if Florida wins this game. Uh, you know, Alabama's going to get them regardless, but then that brings, you know, Ohio State back into the equation, Notre Dame Clemson, Iowa State, Texas A&M. I mean, it just brings everybody back in, but it was just, it was just nuts. 
Um, but, you know, in the fog, no less. I mean, I can't remember a game I've ever watched from Florida with fog. But um, I love the television shots, too, by the way. They couldn't show the... Yeah. You know the ridge, the the pan, if you want to call yeah. it that, the sideline. So we were watching the play unfold. I I thought that was great. I really did. I did too. I, I mean, I I thought, and what a what a great kind of adjustment on the fly by by mm-hmm. ESPN. And um, you know, and, and look, Mullen has taken some heat down here for for calling the timeout, and because it was it was. It wasn't really a fire drill. No, he had lots of time. They were out of timeouts. Yeah. I I understand why he did it. Uh, You know, listen, if there had been 10 seconds left, he would have been stupid to do it. Right. Or even 15. But with with 20, 25, whatever it was, they had time to get out there, get lined up, get calmed down, all that kind of thing. And I know why he did it, because he's thinking if this kid misses, and it's 57 yards, if he misses it, we get the ball at about midfield, a couple completions, we go down win the game. So I don't really have a problem with that. He's taking a lot of heat for that. And the shoe is the the shoe is the headline, but the real story is is the defense for Florida. And LSU, I think they were down twenty scholarship players, twenty five, mm. whatever it was, some ridiculous number of players. Nobody I mean, they're pulling people out of the stands to play in the secondary and somehow they leave Florida with a win. So that's that to me is the real story is the Florida defense. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota was out of, without a bunch of guys, too, and they go walk into Lincoln and they leave with a win. Let's go around the Power yeah. Five. Trent, we'll start with you, uh, and then we'll get to the firings at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the ACC, Trent, I mean, it's got to be North Carolina yeah. just doing what they did to Miami. How about that? Incredibly impressive. This is the Carolina team I think we all yeah. thought we were going to see right. before the season coming in, a team that could perhaps push Clemson and be right up there, them with Notre Dame and Clemson at the top. They're the third best team, but we see the line is still pretty stark between them and and the top two. Still incredibly impressive, and to have the two running backs that they do, the passing game that they does, Mac Brown, guy can coach some football. Yeah, he does. you have any takeaways, Bam, from the ACC? Just, uh, I mean, I I don't know that I've ever seen a team, especially against what at the time was a top ten team, Mm -hmm. In Miami, have a running back run for three hundred and another one for two hundred. <laughs> right. I mean, in the same game. Right. I mean, that, I, I, how did, that can't have ever happened before in a power five yeah, game. Yeah, you'd think. Um, I mean, I don't. I just saw those numbers, and they're just they're just staggering. Seven hundred, almost eight hundred yards of offense. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to Miami there, but um, you know, just just. Absolutely stunning. You know, really nothing else other than that. You know, the rest of it. Virginia, Virginia Tech, I thought was. Yeah, I watched some of that. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, you know, not bad. But listen, it's in that conference. This, this was. These are the the two under Notre Dame and Clemson, and I guess next year they'll just be the two under under Clemson because Notre Dame will go back independent. But good win for Louisville. you know, the rest of it, not much to talk about at all. Indeed. Not much to talk about in the Big 12. There was only, what, one real... I mean, TCU played someone. I don't remember they played. La Tech. Was that who it was? La Tech, uh, And yeah. then Oklahoma State and Baylor, that was the the cancellation. Maybe the story from the Big 12 was Chubba Hubbard, uh, who's now hung it up. Yeah. He's, he's done playing college football. Yeah, you just I just wonder if it... it um, you know, he decided to come back to school, right? Leads the nation in rushing last year, decides to come back to school. Great story. It was all Big 12 preseason, dot, dot, dot. Uh, and it never worked out. Remember that tiff that he had with Gundy prior to the year and uh, prior to the season getting underway? 
I think Gundy had an OAN shirt and said he didn't know what that meant. And this was, um, you know, the the, um, um, the Black Lives Matter when that was um, right. as big right. of a story as it was back in uh, at that part of the of the summer months. I just think I just Chuba Hubbard seemed to check out at that time. Um, he was never the same. I don't think after that. He certainly didn't have anywhere close to the season he had the year before. No, and I think he listen. <laughs> He's from Canada. Yeah, Alberta. Um, so, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's just one of those things where, you know, they, they've got res- travel restrictions. And, and oh, some yeah. of the stuff I read about it was, you know, he, he's got a nephew that was born that he hasn't been able to see yet. And, um, you know, he had, obviously he can't go back to Canada because you have to quarantine, you know. We well, can, but you got to stay somewhere for, I think it's 14. And they check yeah, on you. Like, they, you yeah, tell they them at the border yeah. where you're staying, and they show right. up unannounced. Well, that's why, exactly, and that's why, you know, you're going to have an NHL, you're going to have an all-Canadian division. <laughs> yes, NHL they are. I think it's be awesome. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, and look, it's it's the world we live in, so I, I don't I don't totally blame him. I, I'm with you. I I don't, I think there was sort of a little rift, I don't know yeah. if rift's the right word. Like, there was a hangover, Gundy, for sure, between them. It, it, cer- it certainly was, and, you know, I, I don't totally buy Gundy. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Of course he did. I mean, just come out and own it, but um, I don't really blame the kid. I think, he, unfortunately, I think he cost himself a lot of money. I do, too. Um, I think if he had come out last year, he might have been, you know, maybe early, mid-second round mm-hmm. at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this year, I mean, you know, when he comes out, who knows? Um, but I, I can't blame him because he wasn't going to be able to get back. You know, they're probably going to go to a bowl game. You know, that's another three or four weeks here for really, you know, for what? Um, and, and you're seeing a lot of other teams now. Stanford's the latest one that says thanks but no thanks yep. and um, to these bowl games, which I, which I applaud, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking out for, the, for those kids that way. And, and, but, yeah, it, that, I, I, think, I, think that that, I think you're right on, Ken. I think that was a tipping point, that, that whole, uh, you know, T-shirt that Gundy was wearing and, and just kind of a lack of, I don't know, being in touch by him and and you know Hubbard was I mean he he called him on it I mean yeah. he just he was, was not pulling punches and this wasn't any uh, you know I'm disappointed and his team was behind was him his teammates were behind him absolutely a hundred percent but he did seem a little bit disengaged this year but Good can't word. blame him and you know and and in all in all honesty it really doesn't matter because you know what's you know Oklahoma State decent year but obviously not going to play for anything meaningful. Charlie Brewer announcing his... Yeah, he's leaving. He's going to be leaving as a grad transfer, a guy that... A year ago, as he took them to the Big Twelve Championship game, just how good he was, and then I wasn't I wasn't sure he was going to play this year right. with this concussion issue. So, a guy that at least something to keep yeah. an eye on in the transfer market. Good point. Forgot about him. Glad you brought him up. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to the. Uh, let's go to what's next. The Big Ten is next. Trent, we'll start with you. Your takeaway from the Big Ten this past week would be what? Uh, Wisconsin's got a lot of issues. A, a yeah. lot of issues <laughs> offensively. Skills, uh, skill positions, and and reading the message board. Words in some of the Wisconsin Twitter, a lot of people upset with Paul Christ, and that shows you when you get to a certain height, trying to break through to that next level, he's not. There be was fired, so much stop and start for Wisconsin. It was this very year. difficult. Yeah. Graham Mertz, yeah. if he gets some weapons, perhaps we saw how good it could be against Illinois. That was also <laughs> against Illinois themselves. But yeah, Wisconsin, keeping an eye on them going forward now, as it's two of the last three years they haven't won the division, and as 
things starting to tilt finally back the other way. Yeah, boy, I was uh, completely wrong on Mertz when I saw him for the first time. I was like, oh, my God. Him and Milton at Michigan. Remember coming in here? You weren't ready to no, jump no. on board quite yet, but I was a little over the top. Bama Big Ten this week was what? Uh, you know, Nebraska still, oh, what, two and five? I mean, yeah. just what what's going on there? I mean, it's just not happening for Scott Frost, and he's going to get another year at mm-hmm. least. Um, but I think he goes into next year squarely on, you know, listen, bud, we need to see a little bit more out of you. You know, it was the right hire. It was a natural uh-huh. hire. Um, it just hasn't happened. Um, the other thing is Rutgers. I mean, how about what Shiano's yeah, doing there? I know it's Maryland. I get it, but... You know, I mean that that you talk about a team that if if the if the Big Ten could have had a do over on that merger, mm-hmm. they would have been voted off the island mm-hmm. and go. Okay, you know what? We were wrong. Get them out. But you know, he's there now. I don't I don't know how much of a force they're going to be going forward um, because they, they listen. It's just going to be hard to compete in that division where they're at uh, with that. But you know, New Jersey has a lot of talent. Yep. If he can get some, and he's a, he's a good coach. I mean, he's a really good coach and. His act two here is uh, is going better than expected. So good for them. Um, you know, you mentioned Wisconsin, uh, and you know Northwestern just keeps rolling along. Mm-hmm. You know, ten more points is all they give up. So uh, I don't I don't know that they're going to be able to hang. I know we'll preview it Friday, but um, I'm going to be really interested in this Big Ten championship game because that defense so far seems to be able to shut down whoever they play. Did you guys see uh, Frosty, the coach man's latest excuse that he threw out after the yeah, loss to Minnesota? Yeah, I, I did see it. What, what, what was it? Uh, it seemed like every time we got the football, there was a media timeout. Yeah, well, Ooh. you know what? The timeouts yeah, yeah. on FS1 are ridiculous. We, But, but yeah, on. I I agree with you. It's just one excuse no. after another. Mm-hmm. I mean, how about yeah, internal game. a little bit? Yes, no. it's just, it's never him. <laughs> right. It's always something else. I, I did see that. You know what else I saw this week? Because I watched most of that game. And, and Martinez, the last couple of weeks, statistically... Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing 19 to 21. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. My God, his throws were off anyways. Well, let's move on. Yeah, Uh, Frost is supposed to be a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And now they're asking if he should give up calling plays. There's an outcry to give up calling the plays over in Lincoln. Well, I mean, something's going to change over there before next year, whether it's that or new coordinators or whatever, and then he's going to be that. You generally get that chance, you know. Hey, listen, I'm going to fire the guy right. that I hired first uh, and see how that works. Um, but yeah, he's it's the, the honeymoon is over for sure. Yep. Uh, Friday night, so we settled in. You got Cyhawk, but prior to that, guys, we've got a pretty good tilt. A rivalry game that kicks off at six o'clock. This will get us to the eight o'clock uh, side. I don't know how much, how long you stayed with Arizona, Arizona State, Trent. It, it was a tough. And the coach Paul Rosera over before it begins. He's named interim coach. Sumlin walks the plank, and Arizona Cal is off. I just wanted to see him in a hard hat for one final <laughs> game, but we were not going to get that. We're wrapped from it as Arizona Cal has been taken off the board. Just domination. Oh. And, We've seen teams quit. I don't know if I've ever seen a team quit like that in Arizona. In Those the guys first half they didn't quit. want to be out there, yeah. and I don't think I've ever seen anything at that level like we did on Friday. Night. And this was in their stadium. Right. This game was in Tucson. That was unbelievable. Bama, USC, UCLA. Speaking of unbelievable, pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the one that uh, I think we kind of all picked. Stanford, Oregon State turned out to be pretty good too. Um, yeah. You know, but. Uh, yeah, you know, the Arizona thing, you know, listen, they, 
they got hit pretty hard with with opt out and, and transfers because mm-hmm. you know the Pac-12, you know, we're not going to play, so a lot of kids leave. Understandably, now the Pac-12 says, "Oh, we're going to play." But yeah, you're right. I mean, you just you, oh my goodness, and you just can't put out that kind of a product. Finish off in a winless season by losing seventy to seven at home with you know to your in-state rival and. I, the the only thing I didn't know was if they had the money to to get rid of someone. You know, it's only an eight million dollar buyout, but that program, from what I understand, if from what you read anyway, is is in a lot of you know financial difficulties, uh, as are a lot of teams. But you know, maybe that one more than a few others. But uh, listen, someone, man, from where in two thousand and twelve he took Johnny Manziel into yeah. Bryant Denny Stadium and put off one of the one of the amazing most exciting game. games yep. that I've that I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. and his star could not have been any higher. Was that eight that. years could, ago, Bama? That wasn't eight years ago. Are you 2012. kidding me? Holy yeah. mackerel. And, and you know, he could have gone to the NFL oh. after that guys. And then it just yeah. went South at A&M and it has just gone worse at Arizona. And he's going to be a coordinator uh, for the next three or four years and hope to land some kind of a mid-level uh, power five job again. That's how far he's fallen in eight years. Uh, the Utah story's good. They, they should have beat Washington. They who did they start? USC yeah. was their first game, and because they, they didn't get, they got a late start. Yeah, just a, a couple of weeks off yeah, before the first they got two started. were canceled. Yeah. Right. So watch yeah. the Utes and Bulls. And let me let me interrupt since we're talking Bulls. We're we're going to see football on the nineteenth of December. Mm-hmm. You know, normally we've got that what almost a month, right? For a lot, might yeah. we see better better play in the bowl games because of the fact to start with you, Trent? That we, I mean, we're playing right up until mm-hmm. and then almost like a week or within two weeks, there's a bunch of bowl games. What, will that affect the quality of play in bowls? I think so, and we in talk a positive about, way. Yeah, layoffs so often. I uh-huh. mean, the I think the great best example we have here in our state is the 2002 Iowa team. They didn't have a game scheduled for that final week. They were done before Thanksgiving. By the time they went out and played the Orange Bowl against USC, that was started a well. <laughs> they were down thirteen ten at the half, and but they weren't. And they were down thirteen ten at the half, and didn't they get stopped at the at the goal line? Or they did. Yeah, I think Katie missed Banks. a field goal late in that half. Yeah. They were right there, but the gas was out of them. The second yeah. half, they didn't have the legs. When you're off for two months, it's going to happen. We see that. I think a lot happened even in the semifinal games, and it doesn't happen as often as we keep pushing things back. But I think that's something to keep an eye on. A good thing, better football. I'm all for yeah. that. Yeah, don't you think, Bama? We'll see better football. I think we will. Um, you know, you know, the 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 question is going to be, you know, like you said, we've already seen these teams. The the team we're going to see better football if if both teams are all in. And what I mean by that is whoever whoever decides to go to the games, you know, A, can they be played, yep. um, you know, with all the, you know, because you're going to travel now, um, you know, and have teams, you know, usually bowl week for teams is, hey, we're out, you know, partying or doing whatever. And even though they call it a business trip, it's never a business trip. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, if, if both teams bring players that are 100% committed, I think you, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, you're not going to have this four or five week, you know, layoff. You're not going to have, you know, a lot of, because a lot of times in these bowl games, you get team, you know, everybody goes home for Christmas and the holidays. You're stuck on campus. You're practicing. You're doing all this stuff. You know, you can go home for a couple of days and you got to come back. And, and, and it's just kind of a grind to play in a, you know, mid-level bowl game. But yeah, I think you're, I, I think for the New Year's Six, 
uh, and certainly I think for the playoff games, uh, you know, because in the past, you know, we've had five weeks between mm-hmm. the SEC championship and, you know, January 1st or 2nd, you know, whatever the, the, the first playoff game is. That's a long, long time. Um, now you're going to have maybe, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, players aren't going to go home. So I think there's something to that. If both sides bring players that fully want to be there, uh, I think we got a chance to see pretty good football. Bama, uh, Jim Harbaugh's judged, uh, well, you would think, uh, you know, how does he do against Ohio State? Uh, Gus Melzon won some games against Alabama, yet uh, Gus Melzon, and nobody's crying for Gus Melzon, he walks away with, what, no. 20-plus million dollars? I think you said half yeah. of which is due within 30 days. Um, but yeah. how big of a how big was the shock uh, down uh, in your state with the when the news broke that Malzahn is out at Auburn? It, the the firing itself, I don't think, was shocking. Um, I think he would have been gone maybe last year, certainly this year, had the buyout been half of what it is. I don't think he would have had a chance, uh, and everybody would have known it. $21 million is a big nut to pay. Um, now, we know it's boosters that are paying it, and they've got a couple prominent ones down there. But to write a $10 million check uh, in the next 30 days, that that's that's a lot. But, you know, you mentioned the three wins against Alabama, but you look at the overall record against Alabama, LSU, and Georgia, which is three biggest rivals, it's putrid, and he's never beaten any of them on the road. Um mm. After eight in eight years, so that's a big sample size. It's Bo Nix is just not getting any better, uh, and you know he, he, he. You talk about excuse making from Scott Frost. It's kind of the same thing from Gus. It's you know we're a young team, and oh, we haven't been able to practice, and well, nobody has. Okay, I mean everybody's practicing on Zoom, so it, it's those things are running a little thin. Um, the the off I mean they've got weapons out there. Seth Williams is is a is a NFL receiver. A uh, bit of an attitude, you know. Schwartz is good. Eli Stove is good. Um, but they just the off. I'll give you an example. I was watching the Mississippi State game, which was duller than dirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, that they, they get a pick and return it to midfield. He runs bubble screen left, bubble screen right, bubble screen right, fake pooch punt on fourth down, goes nowhere. Okay, so even though they won the game, that's his offense in a nutshell, and I just think the timing of it is – I give Auburn credit uh, because we're, we're, what, three or four days from – or maybe it's tomorrow even from early signing. Wednesday, okay, I so, think. Yeah, Wednesday. So they could have they could have waited and not cost them any more money. Yeah, good and point. Signed the class. Good point. And, you know, now, the, now these guys all of a sudden are stuck. So I do give them credit for that. Um the timing of it is surprising and obviously big news, but the fact that he's gone, I don't think anybody uh, – it, listen, it's it, it's the Nick Saban standard. Everybody look, – Auburn looks at the other side of the state and thinks that can be us, and I don't think it can be. I don't think it should be, but they do. Um, and so, you know, they'll, they'll be looking for a new guy and, you know, a lot of names being floated around, and we'll, we'll see who they come up with. But not a huge shock that he's gone, I think the timing of it, I think everybody expected maybe next year, mm. uh, not this year. Trent, any takeaways from the SEC? Uh, I think you guys nailed him. I mean, the shoe, that'll live in infamy. We'll forget <laughs> the name, but we'll remember the moment. Kind of Devonta like, Smith yep. is now maybe the Heisman favorite I'm seeing. Yeah, I, not I a quarterback. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. That, yeah. that would be fun to see. And I know this is away from our power conference, but I, I want to get this in here. 
San Jose State yeah, getting to the Mountain story? West Championship game. A moribund, just awful program yeah. historically. And the games in Vegas, did I see? Is that where it is? I think it is. But they're is. taking on Boise, which yeah. would be cool to see, but mm-hmm. undefeated, displaced, can't practice in their home stadium, their home field. they got to leave because they're not allowed to practice there. Quite the story at 6-0 and coming back to beat Jay Norvell, former Hawkeye in Nevada over the weekend. Yeah, well, you, I know Bama was watching. I was, too. Did you flip on the game in the snow in Wyoming and that Boise State? Oh, that <laughs> and was the color like, combination was beautiful. It really was. It's How about- so- Go ahead, Bam. How about the fog at West Point? Ken? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, listen, you're talking about non-power fire. I, yeah, bring that just, up, Bam. A good point. I, I just, I take the, the Army-Navy pregame just because, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, an, I'm a sap for the for the game. I love what the, what the, what it means and everything else. And on that pregame, there was, they were, you know, they were doing the piece. It was, you know, kind of profiling, you know, parents and how proud mm-hmm. they are of their kids and all this type of thing. And, and, you know, it was moving. But the very end of it, one of the parents, and I don't know if it was an Army parent or a Navy parent or who, but he had a quote that just stuck with me. And it was, it's the only game you'll ever watch where everybody playing is willing to die for everybody watching. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, just damn wow. what a quote. And it's true. And I just... Listen, the game itself wasn't all that exciting, um, but to have it at West Point, and I know that... And game look, day I, there. Game day. I mean, and that Apache just hovering over yes, the lake. That's I awesome. Mean, how cool was that? It was that? awesome. And, and look, I know that we need to play it in big NFL stadiums so yeah. you can have big crowds, and I understand it, but man, just every... Every 10 years, can we just get a home-and-home with this at Annapolis and at West Point? I mean, because just having that game at West Point, I just thought was absolutely fabulous. And I thought CBS did a great job with the production, game day being there again. And just, I mean, everything around that game, you know know how I feel about it. But I just just thought it was fantastic. Uh, And that quote just stuck with me. And I'm just, I just, I rewound it a couple times. I'm like, I got to get this right Hmm. because I just, I've never thought of it that way, but it's absolutely true. And just what these guys do and mean and how for one day, you know, they can just be enemies on the field, but when it's over, it is over, and they are all on the same team. It's just great to watch. Oh, boy, we needed college football, did we not? I mean, it's just so we much did. fun to watch and listen to just having these conversations. And thank you, players and coaches and support staff for, yeah. you know, your willingness to sacrifice in their own rights to, mm-hmm. to get through this and to entertain the hell out of us. Man, oh, man, in an awful, terrible, incredibly disappointing year in so many ways to have this little slice of normalcy in our life i know the three people are certainly grateful uh, for that and we're not alone bama will preview all of those championship games on friday uh at the same time have a great week bama thank you you too, guys. Take care. Enjoy it. Look forward to it. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob, as we talk a little college football. Oh, goosebumps. That's a hell of a quote. Yes, it That's was. a hell of a quote. Uh, Dave Sproud, next. Mr. Monday Night, still to come. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. This ain't your daddy's sports station. Well, well, it probably is, but you get the point. 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station. Hi, Miller 
Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We take you until noon, Mr. Monday Night, coming up. Uh, he follows Dave Sproul from KASI 1430 on the AM dial, the home of Iowa State, on the radio in Story County. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Football in a moment. Let's go back to the uh, to Friday night. Uh, it's As we've been saying, at least uh, it's seemingly, it's about growth for Iowa State this year as to you know where this team is to begin the season and how they come together, uh, hopefully under Coach Prohm. That's going to be one of the stories. But look, uh, in, in that first half, there certainly were some glimpses. That 17-2 run, Coleman Lands filling it up from three. Johnson hit a couple of big buckets in that basketball game. Uh, Solomon Young, when he's up against a 6-11 and another 6-11, uh, going to struggle a little bit. But uh, at least for the first 20 minutes, Iowa State uh, hung around in that basketball game. Yeah, that's probably the most surprising thing really to come out of that uh, for me is just how long Iowa State was able to compete. And a part of that was probably Garza's foul trouble there in the first half, and he probably spent more time on the bench than and anticipated, and that kept Iowa State in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, if nothing else, that, that shows you Iowa State came out and they played hard and, and really went at it at least uh, early in the game before it uh, got away from them. And then the, the depression, or however you want to put it, sets in once Iowa gets rolling and shows that they are, you know, one of the elite teams in the country, and Luka Garza is one of the elite players in the country, and then everything just kind of steamrolls on you. Feels like one of those seasons where we're going to see a lot of the youngsters got to see our most extended glimpse at Xavier Foster. Do you anticipate the minutes are going to increase in, I don't know, before we flip the calendar to 2021, he's going to be a starter? Is that too much to put on the plate for Foster? Mm. Yeah, starting might be a little bit too much, but I, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if that happens uh, before the end of the season, uh, but I wouldn't compress that timeline too much. You'll certainly see his playing time increase. It, it certainly appears that's the way it's been going, at least so far. And You know, he had some setbacks before the season started with a concussion and some bumps and bruises in, in practice before uh, play actually began. And so I think Steve Brown was kind of, you know, easing him into the lineup and getting him up to speed and, you know, fully into uh, the the physical, you know, nature of what it takes to play at that level. And now he's, you know, adjusting to that and maybe his minutes goes up, go up as uh, as they do. And he certainly got a chance to show some of the, the range of skills that made him such a highly regarded recruit and why, he, you know, why everybody feels he has such a bright future at Iowa State and stepping out and hitting some threes and mixing up a little bit down low and, and helping out on defense. So uh, certainly it's good to see Xavier Foster making some strides there. And that's, that might be the single best positive thing to come out of that game for Iowa State. Yeah, I'm with you. What was behind uh, Darlington, uh, Darlington Dubar getting the start in that game? I mean, Harris had been starting. Was this just a, a simple six foot six versus five foot eleven, and and Prom wanted some some more height in the starting lineup? Was or what? What was the reasoning there? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. We might find out because I think Prom is going to meet the media here in about 20 minutes, and maybe we'll gotcha. find out more there. But. It might have been a matchup. That's probably the Occam's razor explanation, the simplest explanation being the best, is that it was probably a matchup thing. But maybe there was something that Prohm saw in practice from Dubar that he liked more than Harris. So, you know, and he has said some very complimentary things about Darlene Stone Dubar so far this season. So that might have something to do with it as well. Trey Jackson hasn't been playing a knee injury. What can you tell us on that front? When's the expectation he's going to be able to go back out there and play for the Cyclones this year? Yeah, initially it was estimated at two to three weeks. We're right about that three-week range right now. So uh, we'll see, again, hopefully find out more today from uh, 
Steve Prohm about where Trey Jackson stands. And it's going to be important to get him back on the court and get him uh, some shots up because he really came on strong at the end of last season, gained a lot of confidence in his shot, and showed he could be a legitimate three-point threat. And I would say needs that right now because a three-pointer, again, you know, much like last season as a team overall, just hasn't fallen for, for Iowa State. So Jackson can be a really key cog in that machine if he can get back up to speed in a hurry. But I'm sure they'll be cautious with him at first and make sure that that knee is uh, 100% or as close to it before they really, you know, give him the full uh, minutes of a guy that, you know, you hope that uh, he can be. Uh, let's get to football. Uh, will Lincoln Riley and Matt Campbell, will they have a, maybe not a joint press conference, but there's got to be, I would think, a media op between now and Saturday for the, for the two head coaches. Do you know, Dave? And Matt Campbell actually just wrapped up a Big 12 teleconference, and uh, Lincoln Riley is actually going to start one at noon. And you can actually listen to those online at the Big 12 website yes. if you want to check yep. it out live as it happens. So starting at noon, it'll be Lincoln Riley. And I think, uh, you know, sometime soon this afternoon, I would imagine you can go back to listen to what mm-hmm. Matt Campbell had to say. And I don't know if they'll be doing anything together because it's so different the way they're doing the Big 12 championship here where the teams are just flying in the day before, playing, and then and then going home. Uh, so I don't anticipate they'll do anything together before the game. Maybe uh, I know tomorrow that Steve or excuse me that uh, Matt Campbell will have his usual weekly uh, media conference. Uh, I don't know what Lincoln Riley's schedule is between now and then, but I, I would not assume that they would appear together as maybe they typically would, or at least do an in-person. Uh, media availability in Dallas as they, they would do in a typical year. Um, you know, we Trent and I'm talking about Oklahoma's got some. You know, got, got a couple of their guys back, and yeah, they're they were a better team at the end of the schedule than they were at the end. So was Iowa State. I mean, Brock Purdy was not playing his best football at the beginning of the season. He clearly is now. Uh, Iowa State's got every bit of a chance to win this football game, Dave. I know it's Oklahoma and and the fear of this, and um, I I get why Cyclone fans are a little bit nervous. I certainly don't speak for all of them, but there's a a good portion of them out there. I think Iowa State can absolutely win this football game. Oh, There's no reason not to believe this will be a game that goes down to the wire and be another one-score contest like the game up in Ames earlier this season. You can say, well, it's not going to be a home field advantage like Iowa State had or you know, Rattler's playing better, certainly. They've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who wasn't eligible for that game. Also, Ronnie Perkins, uh, mm-hmm. defensive, Number defensive seven. player for Oklahoma, who yep. wasn't, yep, wasn't uh, available for, for that game either. Uh, and uh, you could look at the other side, though, and see, yeah, like you said, Brock Purdy has just been lights out the last three weeks. Uh, Reese Hall is, is one of the best in the country. And the defense, you know, the de- you saw the defense blind flex the muscle there against Kansas State and, and against um, West Virginia. To end the season, they just were on lockdown there, and they they really did a great job against Texas too. Shouldn't leave that out because it's the big reason the Iowa State was able to beat the Longhorns. So yeah, it's going to be a great matchup, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's in that thirty-seven thirty range, maybe even a little bit closer, where it's a three or four point contest. It just comes right down to the end. Yeah, I'm with you. That was uh, the Oklahoma game. That was Nwango's was maybe his first long kick return of the season. Wasn't that the special teams play that seemed to spark? Iowa State mm-hmm. in that game's memory serve, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's what I yep. thought. That's exactly right. Uh, Dave Sproul, listen, you're going to be in the building. Um, enjoy the football game. I know we won't talk to you for a while because once you get back from that, you're going on a little bit of vacation. So happy for you to uh, get a little bit of time off. Thanks for what you did for us all season long. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, 
And well, we'll talk before the bowl game because I I know how much vacation you guys get. You're not going to be on <laughs> that long. Uh, yes, they, I should be available that week. But I appreciate the well wishes, and it's been fun joining you guys so far. And looking forward to plenty more uh, in the new year. And happy holidays to you and all of your listeners. We're counting on you being here. Thanks, Thank Steve. you, Dave Sproul. Appreciate it. Good to talk <laughs> to you. Great, Dave Sproul, KSI Thanks. in Ames, fourteen thirty on the AM dial. So we talked last week about the path, the path for Iowa State yes. to get into the playoff, and, and I scoffed at it. Yep. You had help. The floor loss helps. Mm-hmm. I still don't believe that the path is even realistic. It's not just as simple as moving up a rung. Northwestern has to beat Ohio State to have any hope. Any hope. Here's the other part. Texas A&M? There's one. USC. Yeah, that's a good one, Trent. I'm anxious to see where they, how high they get elevated tomorrow. And did the Raging Cages get beat this week? Nope. They didn't? Nope. Okay. Why They'll play they... Coastal. So they didn't play this week? No, they were off, I believe. Okay, yeah. so, because I was gonna, I for some reason I had in my head that they lost, so what does that do to Iowa State? Sure. Because, um, so USC, interesting. The, uh, the playoff predictor that ESPN has, some statistical model, mm-hmm. they put it up all the time. Alabama, 99.3% chance of making the playoff. Ohio right. State, 87%. Notre Dame, 69 The fourth list of team it's is, not US, Clemson? is USC yeah. at 49.7%. Clemson behind them at 455 Then A&M, Cincinnati, Indiana, Northwestern, Georgia, Oklahoma. Then you get to Iowa State. Trent, you can't find national media picking Iowa State to be. All the guys that do bowl projections all have Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. They don't have a, they don't have the Big 12 in the playoff. The highest rung that they can reach is the Cotton Bowl. And all of them have Oklahoma there. Iowa State and the Alamo. Now I'm intrigued by the TV show. Took oh, so you'll watch tomorrow, will you? It takes a while for okay. me to get revved up. Those early ones are garbage. Now... Now we got something. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, tomorrow will be fun. Um, what time does it? Iowa State plays at eight. It's a late on tip, the yeah. U. So maybe I don't know if they'll get the full hour, or whatever they'll get. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's a long shot. I said last week, Trent, it was a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to happen now. The first thing that needed to happen happened. Florida. You need USC to lose. Yep. You need Ohio State to lose. Ohio State to lose. Um, A and M to get picked off by Tennessee. But does a a seven and one Northwestern team jump Iowa State with a win against Ohio State? Certainly better than anything Iowa State has. See, and this is what where we get is into. Northwestern ranked right now? That doesn't. I know, but where are they right uh, now? Just for uh, if we're believing. Let me see if I can. <laughs> let me see if I can find it here. Are they in the? Yeah, they're in the teens. Fourteen. Fourteen. Does a one-loss Northwestern team with a win over Ohio State this mean is more? What I, I and maybe I didn't explain it well. I, the two losses, they just they don't. They do, they, like, there's nobody ever gotten in, right? Um, this Notre Dame beats Clemson by one. Clemson's getting in two losses. So Clemson, there you go. Would get over, and you still have A and M. So you need them to lose to Tennessee, and you need USC to lose, and you need Indiana probably to lose themselves to Purdue. There are a lot more steps than just. The couple of rungs in front of you losing. So, but Indiana wouldn't have played for a Big Ten championship. They wouldn't now, have. I know why they got moved. Yes. They should have. Uh, it's a lottery ticket. It, 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 there's, it's, there's, no other, there's no getting around it. That's what it is. And look, it, you're asking Northwestern, who's a nice story. Right. They don't belong in the same I don't think. Now watch this be a good game. Do you think it is? I don't think so. I don't think so either. We'll see. 
Mr. Monday Night, wonder if he's got a good game, a good pick up his sleeve. Uh, we've got a decent football game tonight, Baltimore at Cleveland, and apparently it is going to be blustery. Not Love sure. That. Yeah, so we've got that one tonight, but Mr. Monday Night will let us know what he thinks next. Miller in Condon, one more segment to go on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO and 106.3 FM. Iowa State Cyclones are headed to the Big 12 Championship game. We've got you covered all week long, from coverage on every local show to Chris Williams in Dallas to Jethro's Barbecue Cyclone Sound Off after the game. Enjoy the ride with us, Cyclone fans, right here on Des Moines. Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106.3. Price and participation may vary. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-400. 3550. Again, 400 3550. To set up your appointment today or go online, iowauro.com. That's iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. No ice packs or bags of people. Hopelawfirm.com. Mr. Monday Night waiting in the wings. Baltimore and Cleveland wins in the gusting into the 30s, maybe into the 40s at times for this one here tonight. It's the Ravens. It's the Browns. It's the AFC North. The Brownies arrow is pointing up. Mr. Monday Night, what are you doing? Mr. Monday Night's got a banger for you. Take the Browns and the three. Getting a field goal here. Isn't that odd? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Are you a buyer and the Ravens all of a sudden have figured it out? I'm not I liked Lamar Jackson's game last week. I liked the defense. I love Cleveland's defense. It's Baker Mayfield. That's the only thing. I mean, the running game for the Browns is outstanding. Mm -hmm. They can catch the football. Cleveland Browns have a pulse. Cleveland Indians are about to have a new name. Maybe we'll get to that at some point tomorrow because we're out of time today as you hear the music. Uh, that's going to do it. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Murph and Andy, you two, the Fanatics at 4. Iowa State Coaches Show tonight at 6.30. Morning Rush back tomorrow at 6. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.